Hey everyone, Doug Wither up here. I am with John Hernandez and Zach Witt. This is our first attempt at a podcast. Yeah, fellas, yeah. we've been talking about this for a while, but uh, we are gonna we are gonna go for this. And I know you're listening, but I'm gonna confess we are not fully social distanced right now. Yeah, no. we're three feet. We're not six feet, but there's a reason for that. Three feet is gracious. Can we be honest? Yeah, this is like, it is. I don't know. I'm a little separated from you guys. I, I've kind of. <laughs> but we bought it. We bought a desk, and the the desk does not raise and lower like we thought it was going to. So yeah. we're around a pub table, and um, so you'll forgive us for that. Hey, let's start out just for fun. Um, deeper, which is our midweek. Um, if you're if you're just tuned in, so this is our multiply family of churches, and uh, we've been together on our Wednesday night service. And you guys were on video. I was at home. I was watching. And John, you were wearing your '90s Bad Boys Detroit Pistons shirt. Zach, you were sporting your Michael Jordans, right? Twenty three. So my question, after a deeply intense spiritual, you guys were spitting fire from the Word of God. And my question was, who you got, 90s Pistons for, versus the uh, Jordan's Bulls? So my, my follow-up question to that is just, uh, Jordan documentary came out. Yeah. So, John, you were the only one that watched it. What was your, <laughs> what was your take? The reason, we, the reason I didn't is it was past 9 o'clock. So I've got that recorded, and and Zach is uh, fasting. That doesn't cable. have cable, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So um, no, it, it's it's fascinating. I think there's some leadership principles in it all to see some of this function behind the Bulls. Listen, the bottom line is, if you watch any footage of Michael Jordan and see his footwork, his footwork alone, it's really tough to have a conversation about anybody else being better. I mean. The guy's a phenom. We've never seen anything like it. I love LeBron. I'm always up for a good LeBron MJ conversation. I think there's some merit to that. I think at one point people were saying, that's not even a conversation. I think it is a conversation, but my goodness, that guy was smooth. So is this an all 10 episode watch? Based on, you watched the first one. First two were on last night. You watched the first one. Is this a, is this a 10 all the way through? I mean, from what I've seen, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, matter of fact, I had to shut off before I went into the second episode because that's also available. Um, but I, I knew I had a long day today. But I'm itching to get back and watch the second episode uh, just to see some of the chemistry issues. Like they haven't even really started talking about Rodman yeah, and yeah, wedding dresses yeah. and Scotty. <laughs> oh, I remember that. And, yeah, you know, Michael's uh, walking away for the game for a little while. You know, it's it's, it's fascinating. Zach, you in? I mean, if you oh, can, um, if you can get it. Uh, I mean. Yeah, I'm going to bootleg it and watch it. Like, <laughs> can I say that? I mean, I'm going... You I'm can going, go over to Paul's house and yeah, watch it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm, Pastor Zach. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to watch it. Okay. I, I mean, yeah, you have to. Yeah. I mean, if you're a sports fan... Yeah, you got you, to. You have to watch it. Just just from a sports... I mean, he's the GOAT. Yeah. I mean, he really is. So. I mean, the, the closest thing we have... I mean, historically, like what? You're talking Babe Ruth? Like, yeah, I'm, I mean, there's not a lot of guys in that in that that arena. Not a lot. Hey, let's let's uh, switch gears here. We're diving in. So, so Gwen, uh, Pastor Gwen, brought this on Monday Monday morning prayer, and she gave us these these stats. So, COVID nineteen, right? And and like you would like to think, cause we're all we're all pastors, by the way. Um, so, I guess as pastors, we'd all like to think, man, people are automatically like they're hitting their knees, they're in the Word more, they're gonna be. <laughs> Like, you know, you hear yeah. people talking, man, church is going to be packed first Sunday back. And I hope all of those are true. Um, 
The statistics are probably saying otherwise, yeah. right? So this came out in the New York Post uh, five days ago. Since COVID-19, people are streaming an average of eight hours of content per day. Eight hours a day. Wow. Uh, they're binge watching on average three shows per week. And one out of two people completed their short binges in 48 hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all, all the office episodes, 48 hours done. <laughs> Simpsons episode, 48 days. Uh, they're streaming in a way to stay entertained. Uh, New York Times published at the end of March said that websites like Facebook, Netflix, and YouTube have seen an increase anywhere between 15 to 27 percent and that was uh that was just in march and we're almost at the end of april now can you imagine can you imagine that so we were talking about like this and this is ironic right because all all of us as pastors we're on we're on facebook live more than ever we're broadcasting our services digital platforms so thankful for it but here's the crazy thing the very same device the very same thing that god is using to connect us during these seasons is the same thing that the enemy's using to distract us during these seasons so you hop on you YouTube, you watch a sermon and three hours later, five cat videos later, you're like, where did my day go? Uh, John, how do we do, like, how do we deal with this? Like as a, as a society, uh, like what, what distracts you and like, how do you stop? Man. So, uh, for me, it, and I think for everybody, it starts with my phone, that ding or vibration, just has a tendency, and and I and I can I can just speak for myself. Mm. Um, what starts off as what we call a notification becomes a twenty minute journey, where you forgot what you were doing before the notification. Absolutely. So for me personally, um, it's the stuff I have around me that are notifying me of everything that's happening outside of the scope of what I'm focused on. Yeah. That's that's for me is the distraction and. Do not disturb has become one of my best friends. Oh, that's good. It just really has. Being able to uh, flip that phone on do not disturb. I, you know, and I have some settings where my wife can still call if she absolutely needs me. Um, but if you're not on that list, you ain't getting in. So. Yeah. What Zach? What distracts you? Yeah, I, I'm. I've been on YouTube way too much. Yeah. During I mean, lunch. I, I really have. Yes. Twenty minutes yeah. ago. Watching. <laughs> watching. Getting on, ready for this crack, podcast on crack on distractions. What's their bias no but, but I have but it's like you said you watch that first video and it's like oh uh, you know uh, Steve actually made this comment one of the other pastors made yeah. this comment but he said that, that things that used to be your escape now become the habit that you can't escape that's yeah. so true and, and so it so used powerful. to be oh well I got I got you know five ten minutes yeah I've, I've read, I've prayed, I've read a book, right? And now I find myself, if I'm not careful, well, 20 turns into 40 minutes and you're like, what in the world just happened? Yeah. So YouTube has been a distraction. Um, you know, you try to justify it by, oh, well, I, w- I went on YouTube to learn something to put a pull-up bar right. in the backyard and I'll okay. show you that. And it was, oh, let me... Let me uh, watch how to put this pull-up bar in the yard. That turned into uh, fails of people trying to do pull-ups. Well, <laughs> of course it did. But I would be disappointed in you if it didn't. Well, turn yeah, into that's, that. that's fine. Unless it was, you know, it, it shouldn't have been 30, 40 minutes. Deep, you know, so. Uh, but no, the, YouTube has been a distraction, um, and so that's been something that I just have yeah, to like that's that it, it's it is ironic, right? Of like what turns out as a good intention, five minutes turns into fifty minutes. 
uh, like nobody's business. So you take so you take COVID nineteen, right? So we're we're quarantined. We have limited options. Um, schedules are messed up. Sleep schedules are messed up. Um, let's talk about this, the, the difference between red light and blue light. Mm -hmm. So, uh, red light is nature's natural light at dusk. It triggers, um, the, it triggers a chemical response in your body. When you see red light of your body says, Oh, it's about time to go to bed. So your body starts shutting down versus a screen. So your iPad, your Android, your iPhone, whatever it is, that's blue light. Right. Blue light actually has the opposite effect. It's like caffeine. It's like it, it wakes you up. So um, you hop on Facebook five minutes before bed. I'm just going to relax. I'm just going to watch a little bit of the news. I'm just going to watch a clip. Your schedule's already messed up. You're already having trouble sleeping, which feeds into eating, which feeds into stress, which feeds into all of these type of things. Like, what do you, what do you guys do for that? As far as like just setting some parameters and sleep schedules. Yeah, for me, um, I'm I love articles. I like quick articles. Yeah. So I do like to read, um, but I've had to stop reading on my phone. Yeah. Uh, because that, that was messing with, it's still messing with my sleep schedule has been jacked up the last two weeks. Um, I'm typically a nine 30, 10 o'clock kind of guy. Uh, I would say in the last two weeks I'm, I'm midnight 1am. I mean, even last night I'm like, right, we got 6am prayer yeah. and, and it's one o'clock. Like, why am I not in the bed? Uh, so, but I think a, a big, uh, point of that is because I was reading things on my iPad. I was right. reading things on my phone, not necessarily YouTube or social media, but even reading an article, I've had to pick up a book just to get that light out of my face. Um, and man, that do not disturb button. I've put my phone upstairs and try not to touch it. John, you you spoke about this. I remember this in a, in a message. Um, let me read it. By, by the way, let me give a shout out um, to Ben Sass. So it's S-A-S-S-E, Ben Sass. Uh, the book is called Them. He's a senator from Nebraska, I think, my opinion. So I'm taking my pastor hat off if I'm allowed to do that. And this is just Doug Witherup's opinion. He's one of the most important uh, voices and political voices in our day because he makes both sides mad. And you say, you say, I haven't heard of them. Uh, I haven't heard of them. And there's a reason Fox News won't have him on and CNN won't have him on. He's a, he's a amazing Christian man, Nebraska Senator Ben Sass, S-A-S-S-E. The book is called Them. Um, and there's a chapter on and the, and the, the chapter is just called Set Tech Limits. Yeah. Like that's just a good piece yeah. of advice right there, right? Set Tech Limits. Let me, let me read you this. So we found the more you use Facebook over time, the more likely you are to experience negative physical health, negative mental health, and negative life satisfaction. Um, so again, a little bit of irony there, right? During this time, what are we doing? We're on our devices more than ever. Why? Because we want to be entertained and we want to be distracted off of problems. Well, this data says you're going to feel worse after you get off Facebook than, than when you are before. Like, and again, you, you spoke about this. Speaking a little bit more on that. Yeah, issue. so um, as a tech guy, I have a tendency of uh, reading a bunch of tech 
leaders and innovators in the space. And I am always amazed at how these guys put incredible limits on not just themselves, but their kids and their exposure to technology. No, that, that's, cra that's crazy. Say, say that again, because, because you're, <laughs> you're right. The inventors of the technology. Yeah, the inventors. So you're talking high-level programmers, yep. high-level executives at Google and Apple and Facebook would tell you, you know, hey, here's all these products. Here's this, this, this software we want you to consume. But when it comes to their own personal life and the life of their kids, they have rigid schedules. And they, I, I listened to one that was fascinating the other day, Doug. She was talking about how she wants to teach her daughter how to navigate a world that's digital, but she doesn't trust it. So what she has done is she's created a server at home that her daughter has access to only a certain amount of things, but her daughter in her head doesn't even really know. The, the internet that she browsed is completely based off of this lady's Linux box that's sitting that's in her wow. in her, and, and she's now sharing that with her neighbors. So now all of the kids in the neighborhood can access this box and it's their version of untethered access, but it's very controlled, very locked down. And what you learn is not just with their kids, but even tech innovators, have shutdown times. They, yeah. um, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Tim Cook is infamous for having a specific time when he reads and answers emails. It's yes. not all day long. Right. Matter of fact, he does it at a time of day that's a little crazy. You know, he wakes up super early, like four in the morning, and will answer a good chunk of his emails, but then he's off the rest of the day, which again um, speaks to this idea. Of it's just not constant. If the exposure isn't constant and scheduled, so you'll see highly successful people develop highly successful disciplines, and tech is not in it, it's not an anomaly. It sits within that scope. They're very structured on the way they approach technology. So with so with our kids, so I'm going to say something, and you uh, auto correct me as I'm going. Steve Jobs. I think I read that about Steve Jobs too. Didn't did he have a kid? Because uh, if he didn't have a kid, then this is not yeah, true. He has older kids. Yeah. Okay, but like so when he was when the iPad first came out, he wouldn't let his own kids get an iPad. Well, it wasn't necessarily his kids, but a lot of the guys around them. So yes, gotcha. a lot of the high level guys in, in the Apple space would not allow their kids untethered access to iPads or iPhones. Because it's, it's designed to be addictive. Without a doubt. Uh, it's, you know, we've talked a little bit about this in the past. If you've heard anything from me, um, it's the first time that we've been able to manipulate um, um, uh, pixels with our hands. Mm. And it's significant. We now are intimately connected with technology, whereas it used to be one level separated through mouse and keyboard. Um, they're, they're finding that even in young people developing um, uh, skills like feeling and touching, you know, when you ask a normal kid, uh, a younger kid, what wood feels like? Well, for them, what wood feels like is glass because wow. the way they've kind of That's even crazy. approached environment is through glass. So yeah, this, this is a little bit more intimate than we, than it was for us when we were growing up. And again, it was some V plot H plot for those of us who programmed back in high school. Sorry. Um, but it was so disconnected. Zach, you didn't understand that. No Me neither. Yeah. By the way, yeah, <laughs> yeah that was no one idea. out, one out of three yeah. of us understood that comment. <laughs> now my picture is taken and I can, I can press my finger on the screen to improve it. It's like clay. And that intimate connection with technology has changed the way that we now see what used to be an additive is now an essential. So, so it's something we're already addicted to. Yeah. 
our kid, we're, we're struggling as parents um, to keep our kids from being addicted to it. And now we're set, we're being told, oh, by the way, you got to stay home inside your house for 28 days with your kids <laughs> right. with nothing but an yeah. iPad. Like this is not, this is, this is not a recipe for success here. Yes. This is okay. Former heroin addicts. You have to live together yeah. in a house full of heroin yeah, yeah, yeah. for 28 days. Well, and I have Good luck. So I have a two-year-old, right? Two and right. a half-year-old. So I can't, I can't say, hey, Piper, go outside and play. Right? Yeah. I have to go outside with her. And so this was a moment that I recognized I have bad habits when my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter is asking me for her play phone. Uh, when my, when my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter yeah. is asking me to turn the TV on so she yeah. can watch a show. And so one thing, I, I jotted this down. Actually, I was kind of journaling about it, and I, and I jotted this down. If I'm not careful, then my bad habits become her reality. Good night. And, and so my, my bad habits of being on my phone constantly, my bad habits of like my, my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, Daddy, let's watch your show. <laughs> like, 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 right. basically that correlates to let's watch, let's watch Netflix. Yeah. Right. So yeah. If I'm not careful, man, my bad habits will become her reality. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think the other thing that we're losing sight of here too is, um, technology is not, again, at one point, if you talk to somebody who's been around for 30, 40 years, they would tell you the day that they were sitting in their office and someone brought a computer in and the objective was to make what they did faster. Um, we've totally turned our economy on its head. And as we have turned our economy on its head, what we've realized is that now the technology space, the tech space is essential for economy. And now you got kids saying things like, I'm gonna drop out of college because I wanna be a YouTube star. Right. And, and to be a YouTube star, I have to spend a tremendous amount of time focused in, like that's my workspace now. And again, they don't, they don't turn it off. When everything becomes about technology, it becomes dangerous. It's a dangerous place. Yeah, absolutely. So again, my name is Doug Wither. Up here with John Hernandez and Zach Witt. We're part of the Multiply family of churches. And just talking about this, um, this reality of during COVID-19. So if you're catching this later, we're quarantined at home with devices that we're addicted to. And we're talking about how, uh, like, how do we, how do we do that? How do we live life? And how do we deal with those type of things? We've been um, uh, talking about a, a recommended book, Ben Sass. The book is called Them, and the chapter is Set Tech Limits. Set Tech Limits. So, uh, Zach, um, so we use technology to put off other things that we should be doing. And Sass talks about this, just this idea of stress. And I'll give you this quote, set you up here and then run with it. Stress isn't necessarily having a lot to do. Stress is putting off what you should be doing. Like speak into that a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if we're not careful, um, we will, we will look at a, a to-do list. And the reason that we get stressed isn't because that we have that list to complete. It's that we never attack it to start with. And the problem is we, we fill our time. It's not that we don't have time. You make time for what you want to make time for. Right. Schedule what you want to make time for. And, and so when we have uh, tasks or things that need to be done, um, it's not that uh, those are hard tasks. Those are tasks that are uh, hard for us to accomplish. It's simply that we just don't do them. Yeah. Um, so the question that I have to start asking myself, or really not even a question, it's just practical, 
practical application. Put the phone down, shut the iPad. My problem though, John, you mentioned this earlier about emails. In the back of my mind, I got, I got 30 emails I gotta, I gotta check right now. And if I don't check them now, then the rest of my day is shot. Well, that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I have to be yeah. okay with that not being true. So um, just making sure that I am actually putting my hands to the tasks that need to be accomplished. So let's finish here with just some practical to-do items. Uh, this is, these are things that, that Ben Sass recommends, and uh, we'll put this in the show notes. Do we have show notes? Do I don't have. know. We don't even have a podcast yet, but this is our attempt at it. So we can, when we build our podcast, we can put show notes if we want go. to. Yeah. Philip, you know what show notes are? He, okay. <laughs> Philip's uh, producing our podcast. Did you know that, by the way? You are now the official producer of the Doug, John, and Zach podcast. That's a horrible name. Brought to you by, we need a sponsor. If you're interested in sponsoring the Doug, Zach, and John podcast. Right now it's Chick-fil-A. So. Click the link in the show notes. And you can get that to us. Listen, I love this. So, so set tech limits. Set tech limits. You hear me? You hear me, uh, quarantine guy out there that's uh, scrolling as you're listening. Number one, your thousandth social media friend won't make you any happier. Your fourth real friend will. I know. I know you hit five thousand on Facebook, and it feels so good. And now you gotta you gotta move to a fan page instead of a friend page. You don't know most of those people. Zach, most of the people that pop up in my Facebook feed, I'm sorry if you're listening to me, I don't know you. Oh, listen. Like, and, and, it, and then it's the people that I want to connect with. I'm like, I can't out. find them. Like yeah. my, co- my cousin Becky, she's like Seinfeld on Facebook. I love her posts because it's just, she's like Seinfeld humor. It's hard for me to find her because I'm following all these people that I don't even yeah. know who they are. Yeah. How do I, uh, uh, I don't, that wasn't even a question. <laughs> no, there, there is a definitive pressure um, because we quantify our success online by the quantity of friends, not the quality, Ooh, which is yeah. where in person, like legitimately, we don't have time for quality in, in 50 relationships. So we do search for quality versus quantity yeah. physically. So I would say even in a, even in a digital space, like what's that quality of relationship looks like. And then that requires work. It requires that, that giving back and forth. I think that's powerful. So, so that's so, you, that's so good. Let me comment on that before. So the quality versus quantity, if we're all, if we're having coffee together, None of us walked out of that coffee saying that was an utter failure. We, we did have not have a hundred people yeah. having coffee exactly. with us. Yeah. Exactly. It was the quality of time. But if yeah. I post a picture on Instagram yeah. and only two people, only two people in the yeah. universe like that picture, I'm a failure as a human being. Yeah. But quantity versus quality, that's so, that's so I, good. Just for a moment, pastors in the room, if you're listening, and we're not technically in the room, but if you're listening right now, can I also tell you that that matters when it comes to your online platform? Oh, it's so not good. as much about quality quantity as you think. Wow. You can connect with your people. It's about quality. And, yeah. and, that's, and that's where I believe our mandate is. So yeah. one thing that happened to me about uh, six, eight months ago, I got locked out of my Facebook account. <laughs> so like my original 2007 Facebook account. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh man, there's going to be a lot of people that I let down because I don't respond to. Right? <laughs> They're going to yeah. send me messages. I'm, 
I hadn't heard from one person being mad. Yeah. Now maybe it's just because it's I can't get into the account. But yeah. but I think that's the misconception, right? Like if I if they don't follow me, if I don't follow them, yeah. then I'm not connecting with that. I don't. That's just a fallacy. Uh, yeah. That's not true. So good. Winding down here. Let me give these bullet points quickly here. Uh, set tech limits. Set te- set tech limits. Number two. Uninterrupted time is life's most valuable limited resource not just time but uninterrupted time number three most news isn't good news and especially in this day that we're living in everybody said a good amen number four envy is not good therapy rage is not good therapy working out is good therapy i love this one number five do something now you'll want to talk about at the dinner day, table tonight. Yeah. So like just living, you're not, you're, and, and that's the problem. Sometimes our conversations around the dinner table are, Hey, I saw this YouTube video today. <laughs> I saw that. Hey, did you see the meme today? Like do something with your life that you yeah. want to talk about. Uh, six political addicts are weird. <laughs> Both sides. Both, yeah, sides. both sides. That's my favorite. Yeah. There aren't many of them, but boy, are they loud. 7A and 7B. 7A, I'd rather be with people I'm with right now than with people I'm not with. 7B, if 7A isn't true, then spend more time with the right people. <laughs> Get you a good circle. Yeah. If, if you're on, if you're scrolling, scrolling through Twitter while you're with people... Well, maybe you need to get, just put the phone down. I won't hurt any relationships there. Uh, Develop the right addictions. Develop the right addictions. Another word for addictions is habits. Habits determine character. Number nine, this is going to set somebody free. Not every bad thing in the world requires a response from you. Not every political post from your uncle requires a response from you. Pastor, not every critical email requires a response from you. Number 10, not every mean thing said to you requires you to even acknowledge it. Guys, some pretty good, pretty good top 10 there. And there's some more there. If you want them, we'll put them in show notes or Ben Sass. The book is called Them. Here with Pastor John Hernandez, Pastor Zach Witt. I'm Doug Witherup. This is our Multiply Fam Podcast. We hope that it has been helpful to you. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast or head on over to YouTube and uh, check out Center City Church. You can check out that's a little ironic, isn't it? That we're ending a stop using social media. <laughs> Go check hey, it out. like us on Facebook and subscribe. subscribe to YouTube. But like us on Facebook <laughs> and subscribe to YouTube, Center City Church, CFA Church, and uh, uh, all of those things on all of our platforms. And we just want to encourage you. Go, li- go live your life. And we're praying for you. We're with you and we're behind you.